This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You in? Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the Blues Focus Podcast with Tommy Castle, Jamie Lawler and Zach Woods. Season 3, Episode 29. Hello and welcome back to the Blues Focus Podcast with me, Tommy Castle, Zach Woods and Jamie Lawler. Good evening, lads. How are you? All good, thank you. Very good, very good. Can I just say, set up? beautiful you smash it tommy it's like an unreal mate unreal thank you very much man it's looking great the rebrand is looking great oh and it's not really a rebrand is it it's more of a a refresh of what the uh the podcast and the channel is going to look like from uh for the foreseeable future really um yeah what do you think to the new logos i'm a massive fan of them all i haven't done them myself shout out to adam who's the big who's the big man behind all those focus it does look class to be fair i think the logos are it's still still very bluesy whilst being mm. a bit different and a bit unique so uh, yeah i think i think it all looks great let's get into today's podcast uh, today we will be reflecting on the Wigan draw yesterday we were ahead Janina bakuna put us ahead brilliantly from a free kick uh, jack was very confident he was going to score which he did call that on the blog uh, we'll also be reflect uh, looking ahead to the Rotherham game. I've got some pretty interesting seats for that game, so I'll be talking the bo- more about that in the podcast and also talking about some of the players and staff who might be under uh, the cosh in the next few games if we don't win. Obviously, Scott Hogan missed a penalty yesterday and also John Eustace is his job still under threat after yesterday. And what does his future look like at the Blues? So, guys, where do we start with this one? What of the absolute circus at Birmingham City? Where I, I wouldn't even know. You didn't even mention the training ground on fire, mate. Oh, of course, about that. The, I completely the forgot about that. Fire. Yeah, it's it's not good. I mean, in terms of Wigan, um, I just don't think. It was, I don't think it was the best performance. Looking back, I think in terms of a few comments you just made after the game, saying, "Was it? Did he say we deserve to win? Is that what you said?" I'll bring up the quote now i don't think yeah. he said that exactly but he was he was positive in, in, yeah sure. it positive and I, like i think we've brought it up before i think it's good to be positive af- after games but then there's sometimes you can tell when it's a little bit false and i think you know 29 possession i think we had 28 percent possession against who are second bottom wigan i mean it's not a loss which is good if if, if we'd lost that that would have been disastrous and i could have potentially see used uh, us having gone yesterday if we had lost but I think the fact we escaped with a point I think the early goal really helped um, 
has made it a, a bearable result, but again, not 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 the best performance in the world. But I mean, a point we'll we'll, we'll take it. We we need anything we can get at the moment, don't we? Jamie, same. I completely agree with Zach. It's really difficult at the minute, isn't it? Like you you go and one nil up away from home, five minutes in against bottom of the league. Surely at that point you have to be ruthless and just go and get the jugular. Go for two, go for three. But instead, we had probably 20, 25 minutes of, you know, playing good, holding the ball, going forward. Uh, but we just, again, flat back five, middle three, sat there, let them come on to us with pressure. And there's just, we looked devoid of ideas again. We didn't really, we just literally looked to play the counter-attack against bottom of the league. And that's not how you should be playing. I don't care if you're away from home against bottom of the fucking league. Don't do it. Like... Just don't agree, sit there yeah. and then get confused when mm. you've con- when you've conceded and it's one one and go, oh, I didn't expect that coming when they've pulled about fourteen yeah. low into the box in about ten minutes. You're asking for trouble. No, we really were at that point because we were sitting off, like you say. I don't think the counter attacking was the big issue. I think it was definitely the fact that we were quite, I don't know, like we were submissive. I would say because it was like we weren't really, like you say, going for the jugular, trying to kill the kill the game off. You know, which we really should have done in the first half, really, because we had that early goal through Bakuna, brilliantly taken. And then we had a couple of chances afterwards. We got straight back onto them. Chung won the ball back and got running at them. But then in the second half, I don't know whether we just lost a bit of stamina or anything, but like we just didn't seem to have the same intensity in the first half. And the first half wasn't even that good, to be honest. It was a little bit flat here and there. But what we really needed to do was to get that second goal. And when we sat back and then just waited for them to come and wait for those crosses to come into the box. I mean, it was mad. It was so frustrating as well. Mm-hmm. We were, it wasn't like we were the better side. It was like Wigan just offered no threat. When they did finally score, it was like, I mean, we just welcomed it. Oh, we were really our biggest enemy yesterday. And you know, it was just frustrating, really. It was what we needed to have done was killed off the game. Um, we sat back. We were submissive. We didn't do anything in the second half. And it was dropped points in the end. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think... We, you, you, we're so. I said it last time. We're so flat at the moment. There doesn't seem much of a game plan. Um, I think almost a bit confusion going on the laps. Like, what do we do now? Now and naturally, the Blues way because we're set up so defensive. We just sit back and, and let let teams attack us. And I hate it when we do that because it's inevitable. Teams are going to score. I think fair enough for the last five ten minutes. Sit back defend all bodies behind the ball but when you do it so early it's just inviting pressure and it's almost it's almost just attack versus defense for the next 70 80 minutes and you just know eventually they're going to get their goal i wish we looked like a we had a game plan b we weren't so defensive because we've been such a defensive team for years um i just wish we had a few players in that team just to bring a little bit of energy a little bit of a spark um because everyone just i'm not i'm not faulting the players' work rate and efforts because I think all throughout this season we have looked like we do work hard in games. I think we just lack quality sometimes. Um, But I just think we need a bit more of a spark. Someone who will just pick up the ball and take on two, three players Um, because I think Chong does it on the odd occasion. Um, Obviously, Kedra's a bit hit and miss at the moment as to whether he can play or not. We just need someone with a bit of energy, a bit of spark to take on players and and push us up the pitch a little bit because at the moment it's just sit back and defend for our lives no matter the score really mm-hmm. and that's partly what infuriated me yesterday this is going to sound really ridiculous but yesterday felt like a loss it really did feel like a loss to me because I was like we're winning we've missed the pen 
Like, he's not saved it. We've missed a penalty. I was like, come on, like... This goes on to earlier in the season. When we're away at Hull and we win 2-0, we go straight for him again after our time when we're 1-0 up. Go yes. to the jugular, get the second goal. We need to start doing that again. You cannot sit off at 1-0, especially in the championship. Because one moment, you're back to where we were yesterday. We were too defensive, in my opinion. You know, from what I could hear and see, you know, we're punting the ball up and Scott Ogan's on the edge of the 18-yard box defending. And Jukovic, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what? How are we going to go forward if all our players are within 20 yards of each other? Like, what kind of defensive block? Everyone wasn't properly in position. Everyone just looked confused yesterday. These are just things I'm hearing and seeing. Like, it, Andy writes that we do need someone who can just pick up the ball and burst forward a bit with a bit of pace. I, I would have brought Kadra on 15 minutes earlier yesterday because I was just screaming for it. Mm. screaming for someone who's just got some bottle who can just run forward with a bit of pace and just attack that back line. Was, we attack. Yeah. Was Hull our best away performance this season? I think in terms of... Mm. Obviously, we've had some great away performances, but I mean, in terms of complete football match, mm. I'd say so. We got the 2-0. We could have made it 3, but Troy missed the pen. Still mm. talk about that. Still somewhere in space, that levitate. <laughs> and, but we shut him down. We never looked in threat. Ruddy made that beautiful save at the start of the game. Like, and they're the kind of performances that we should be doing. Like, yeah. We've got such class in this team. It is dotted around there. There are you know, some decent footballers. Mm, it is in there, yeah. It's mm, infuriating. Yeah. I thought, I thought Blackburn away, the 2-1 loss. I thought we were yeah. superb Blackburn away, but didn't get the result. But in terms of a complete away performance and result, yeah, the 2-0, the clean sheet, the great performance. You've got all three there. Yeah, I'd say Holloway. Yeah, Preston away. We've had some... But pre-World mm. Cup, we were superb. And I said it at the time, the World Cup has come at the worst time for us and it had because it killed the momentum. And since coming back, we've been diabolical and don't care what anyone says, we've been we've, we've been dreadful. There's there's no two ways about it. So, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of the, the penalty, you touched on it there, Jamie. Do you think Hogan should have taken it or someone else? No, as soon as I heard Scott Hogan's picked up the ball, I instantly know... And I know that's really horrible to sound. I should never doubt a Birmingham City striker, but he'd been so poor of confidence. He's so out of it at the minute. And I thought Bakuna should have took it. He's already scored the free kick. He's won the penalty. He's clearly the one who's creating stuff for us yesterday. Let him hit it. You want a confident spot kicker at that point? Or give it Duke? You know, the man has been the shadow of himself since the World Cup. He needs a rest. And he just doesn't look confident. You can't put the pressure on him at 1-1. Like, because this was always going to happen. I like Scott, I do, but I think he needs to either one rest, be out of the team for a little bit or something, because he doesn't look at it. I do think it's unforgivable to not put a penalty on target, especially as a striker. I'm sorry, but I don't care if you toe-poke it down the middle and the keeper just grabs it. That's fine. It's on target. It's got a chance of going in. Don't hit the post. Don't put it wide. Come mm. on, man. See, I'm, I'm, quite, I'm quite different to you, Jamie. I think Hogan should have taken it, and I, I think... My reasons for that are, I think a penalty is such a good opportunity to give a striker a bit of confidence when they're so out of form and they need that. Like being a striker and when you're not scoring, it's brutal. Like all the pressure's on you, everyone's looking at you. I think a penalty is always such a fantastic way for a striker to break that seal and just and, and, and get the goal. And uh, nine times out of ten, Hogan's fantastic from the penalty spot, but... Yesterday it was just. It, to be fair, it wasn't the worst penalty in the world. It, it was it, at least it wasn't you know a soft one that's a nice height for the keeper. It just it just sadly a bit too much on it and hit the post. But I agree with you in that Hogan has been a complete shadow of himself. We said it a few 
a few weeks ago that he's just been completely absent, completely flat since coming back from the World Cup. And I feel for him because it must be horrible for him. Um, we know he's a very good striker um, because he's proven it on several occasions that he can go on runs where he's hitting in seven, eight, nine goals in however many games. Um, I do think he should have taken it yesterday because I think it was a good opportunity for him to get that confidence back up. Sadly missed it. And and I guess that the, the trade-off with that is his confidence even is even more knocked now. But yeah. ho- hopefully for him, he can just pick it back up. It's the wonder of high. It's the wonder of hindsight, isn't it? It's like mm. had he have scored, it's no worry, is it? But no, had no he not scored, asked, then yeah. Bakuna probably should have taken it. But then, yeah. had Bakuna have taken it, we're probably saying that Scott Hogan should have taken it. So, penalties. It's just a game of luck, really. Sometimes, really. But yeah, I was disappointed with it, but I wasn't like deflated by it because it was like mm. he's not the best from the spot, really. He has no. missed a few for us over the years. Um, I do think that Bakuna might have been the better choice, really, in hindsight, of course, obviously, because I wasn't thinking it at the time. I was thinking he'd scored. Um, there was a few people around me who did think it definitely went in. He was still celebrating a good 30 seconds after it, it did the bar. Um, but yeah, it's that is, one of that those is slow reaction time. Yeah, that is. literally. It's hit the bar 30 <laughs> seconds later, it's still going skits. Genuinely, there's a couple of people on my blog, you can see them celebrating. They literally <laughs> still think it's gone in. Uh, but yeah, it was it was disappointing. But I don't feel like it's. I know. I know it's not. I don't know. It's it's not unforgivable. I don't think. I don't know. I think it's not what our target is, though, isn't it? Especially as this championship striker who's already on double figures this season. Like, come on, just put it this on is, target. Yeah, this is the you thing. You practice though, it every day. I'm not the biggest fan of the on-target thing either, and I'll tell you why. If 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 Hogan took a hundred penalties and he was told to get all a hundred on target. He could do it. But with a penalty, you're aiming for the smallest corner of the goal. Like you're not aiming on target. You're aiming bottom right, bottom left, top right, top left. You're aiming for a really small part of the goal. So I think to get it off target, it happens because, like I said, if he if he was to take a he could take a hundred thousand penalties in a row, get it on target, he wouldn't miss a single one because he just tap it down the middle. But a penalty, you're aiming for the smallest targets in the corner of the goal. It's a complete minefield. There's a lot of pressure on you. So I see why players hit it off target um, and, and the pressure does get to them and all, all that sort of stuff. Um, it, it, but I agree with you, Tommy. It's not unforgivable. It happens. The best players in the world miss penalties. He's just now got to really try and pick himself up and have a good end to the season. Because I think if he goes the rest of the season where he's just like he has been since the World Cup or since his injury, it's just going to affect him and the team just in a really bad way. Yeah, and I'm sure that he's still a bit injured. You know, he does look a bit still. He does still. He has I, got to be. Why? Why is Eustace playing in them? Surely he's fine. Know, but We've got no other fine. strikers, have we? Deeney's still unfit. Mm-hmm. Kadra's just Kadra's come back just from injury, back. and he's yeah. not really a striker. True. We've only got Dukovic then, haven't we? Yeah, and true. All, all no, that's got. currently doing all right at Plymouth, and Lekadidio smashing it for MK Dons. Like we don't actually have a proper striker at the minute. Yeah, no, true. Good point. Good point. Maybe so. Then maybe he is slightly injured, and I think so because he's not running like you said last week, Zach. And I completely agreed with what you said. Beginning of the season, he was pressing people. He was unreal pressing, mm-hmm. winning the ball high. Best Hogan we've ever seen. Against. Yeah. yeah. So he's got to be. There's something going on with him. I've been saying it for weeks. What's up with Hogan? Why is he not running? Like, mm. and that's and it. I'm, I'm gonna say it's unforgivable because I, I I'm just so bitter about it, but. <laughs> it's one of them, isn't it? Like he, yeah. does, he didn't convince me at his penalty away at Swansea, which is why when they said 
he's fucking taking yeah, that. Yeah, I, I do like, understand oh, that. Yeah, like, he just it was one of them. I would, you know, where's Troy when you need him? Because Troy, mm. Troy, he's either scoring it or he's breaking the keeper's arm half the time. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'd have fancied Deeney more than Hogan on the penalty. That's oh, for sure. Yeah. Even though he, yeah. even though he did sky that one against Hull, I was still like, yeah, it's Troy. He's bound to score those ones. No, completely agree. He exudes confidence, Troy. Doesn't he? You know, you know exactly he what you're going to get. Gonna score. Just, yeah, yeah. 100%. And if the keeper like, saves, oh. he loses six years of his life. Like, <laughs> he just hits it that hard. Yeah. Hull was just a freak accident. That that. that <laughs> yeah, got a bit overexcited. Yeah. Yeah. But there you go. There you go. He scored before it, didn't he? So, yeah. Speaking uh, of which, then let's let let's let's move on to John Eustace and talk about how we feel about him now. Uh, anybody got a fiery opinion they want to drop into the cauldron? I'm too scared. I'm gonna get a little Birmingham hey, City fire. <laughs> no, I, I I I still stand by my opinion. Performances haven't been good enough. I mean, come on, 29% possession against second bottom. Come on. Nine losses from 11 prior to this weekend. Like, you'd think I've said the most controversial thing in the world. Performances haven't been good enough. There's no game plan. Performances, we're just so flat. Defensively, we're leaking in goals. We're not scoring goals. Any other manager, he'd be out the door by now. But but I think because he had a good pre-World Cup and ownership issues off the pitch, uh, uh, protecting him a bit more. I like John Eustace and I want it to work for John Eustace. But something needs changing because performances have been torrid and results aren't getting any better. Um, if we can't pick up more than a point against second bottom Wigan away from home, how's the rest of the season going to go? Um, so I, I like him. I wanted it to work for him because he's a good bloke and he's proven he can get results. But recently he hasn't been doing that and it doesn't look like things are going to change anytime soon. If results were decent, but we weren't picking up results, fair enough, because you get that glimmer of hope. Since the World Cup, it's all been poor, all been really, really poor. Um, nothing has suggested he's going to turn things around. Um, I'd be really sad to see him go because I, I do like him. And I think there is a good manager in there, but it's not working at the moment. And we are in serious danger of going down. Should we sack him? I'm 80%, 90% sure we probably should, yeah. Good point. Very good arguments. Jamie, do you agree? Do you disagree? I love Eustace. Same as that, though. That's the issue. Mm. Uh, I think 90% of managers on this current form are gone. Um, but, again, it's really infuriating. West Brom game, we can pull performances out. Uh, it's a really difficult situation to be in. The problem is, is I don't think we'll go down because I somehow still think that there's three teams somehow worse than us this season like, in current form. I think we will turn it around at some point. We've got to. Rotherham... I think Rotherham's a must-win for him in his job now, because the board is surely going to be, you know, like if he, I wouldn't be surprised if he left this week, you know, but I'm hoping he doesn't. I hope we give him a little chance, but he's had enough chances as well. It's, it's really confusing. They might get nervous, that's for sure. Yeah, because he's going to get nervous and breathing down his neck a lot more now. Because I, I'd be, I mean, obviously I'm not basing this off anything, but I, I'm certain that if they were being investigated, as it's been rumoured. The last thing they would want to be is in League One because then that would ruin all their chances of getting anything out of this potential deal coming up. So, and especially in a mid investigation, you don't want to be sacking a manager either. The FL will be all over that and be like, oh, really? What's going on here? Yeah, let's have a look at that. Let's dig a little deeper with that. So it's a, it's a tight rope they're walking, really. So they're just trying to play their cards right at the moment. So I feel like 
they want to keep useless and they want to keep they want to keep us in the championship of course because you know going down is always a massive issue so i think that's something they'll definitely be considering at the moment mm. the argument is who comes in and I, I, i'm a little unsure on that to be honest i think that's probably why i'm not 100 percent useless out and more 80 to 90 mm. um purely because useless a he has proven he has he can get results like he did pre-world cup um he's all as well who comes in um it's, it's a tricky one really isn't it i think the next few games is crucial isn't it if I don't want him to go. Same as that lot. Like, we do. We all want it to work for him because he is actually a genuinely likable guy. And a decent... He's proven he's a good manager yeah. as well. He's proven it. He proved it before the World Cup. But since mm-hmm. then, it's been torrid. And it's it's not showing any signs of changing. So, yeah. I, I, it's I, been I such a momentum swing this year. We've gone from feeling the most connected to this football club we've felt since Monk and Rowett mm-hmm. to just confused again and going, what is going on? Yeah, it was never going to be stable, though. That's one thing I was always certain about this season. When we were winning, at, um, when we were beating Bristol City 3-0 at home, winning 2-0 away at Hull, getting a point against Sheffield United, getting a point against Burnley, getting a point against Watford, I was like, this is fantastic and it's great to be living in at the moment. But it's just always, that was sort of like a nag at the back of my head, just going, this isn't going to last that long. It was just something that was... I've seen it too many times with Blues. It's just like, when's it going to come? When's the little yeah, thing going to come? Happen. And it was the World Cup this year. I mean, with Monk's season, if we're comparing it to other managers that we've felt connected to before, I mean, Gary Monk's was the five-loss defeat. And then Gary Howitz is, of course, when he got sacked. So, like, the momentum when it swings and, you know, it's just like, we don't, you know, it's just when's the when's the first hurdle going to come and can we clear it? I thought we could when... um. I thought we could earlier in the season because obviously we did have those uh, good results against Burnley and Norwich. But, you know, after Christmas, we just looked like we were, um, you know, just that we can't seem to clear any of those big issues anymore. You know, they just, they just, they sit on top of us now. Earlier in the season, we could overcome them. Now we can't, though, because just clearly can't be, we can't win any games. We can't get a point in those bigger games, you know. No, and even if you look at, I was just going to say, even if you look at the three wins we've had since the World Cup, which I think was Reading at home, which was 3-2, the 4-3 Swansea and the 2-0 West Brom, those have been our three wins, haven't they? Mm-hmm. If you look at Reading, they nearly came back into the game. Mm-hmm. If oh, you look at Swansea, scored, if you look at Swansea, we got two very late goals. The West Brom game is the one game, the yeah. only game since the World Cup where it's been an assuring victory. Other than that, every performance has been shaped. The first half of the Reading game was really assuring. Very the second good, half wasn't great. Completely fell off. Completely fell off. And what what's the point if you can't do it for 90 minutes? Yeah. So there, there's been one game since the World Cup where 90 minutes, we look brilliant. And to be fair, in that game, I've said it, it's one of the best Blues games I've seen in a very long time. Maybe even ever since I've been a fan. I thought we were unreal that night. Other than that, it's just been, it has been poor. So. Yeah, we can't deny it's been poor because if it was good, we wouldn't be in the position we are. You know, it's not like we're playing fantastic football. Um, so yeah, let us know what you think. Are you used to in or used to out? I think used to out is obviously gaining more the majority at the moment. It's probably more the popular yeah. vote to be. Um, but if you're used to in, let us know what you think down below. You know, what do you what's your ideas for um, him staying? Yeah. And do you believe that he's done a decent job and is just in a bit of a bad? Rot at the moment or something like that. So let us know. We're interested to hear about it. Just just before we move on from that, oh go on, Jamie, because you've been wanting to get your point in ages. <laughs> Sorry, on. we have been cutting you up, man. <laughs> I'm used to it. Uh... <laughs> oh, don't say that. 
I was just going to say, like, especially the last couple of performances looking at it, we've, we've lost that wing play a lot. And I think, and this is going to sound ridiculous, shows how crucial Christian Bielik has been for us. It's almost right. like we're having to extra emphasise defensively. Like yesterday, against Wigan, we sat so deep. But when you've got a Bielik in your defence, we kind of push out a little bit more, I've noticed. Like, we've got that extra aggression on the sides. And I think it shows how crucial that CDM role is for us now. Because mm. who played there yesterday in the holding role? Uh, was it Chang? Chang? Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, game. yeah, he did well. He's looking like a good, good addition off the bench. I feel like he's one of those players who should start off the bench after looking at him in these past few games. Um, he played at Norwich and he played yesterday as well. Uh, did he well in the cup in. against Blackpool. Uh, what? <laughs> he loves a good booking. Oh yeah, he's he's a he's a tasty player. He is. He's very good. He's into the action pretty much immediately when he gets into the game. Um. I still think he's a sub player, really. I don't think he should be given a start just just soon. I, I no, think I, I said disagree. that. I think I said that in um, a podcast before. Before I think I said um, uh, he probably deserves a start. I think that was after the Blackburn FA Cup yeah, game. He was very good in that game, yeah. But I don't think so now. I probably changed my mind on that. I probably do think that he deserves a start off the bench. And I also think Jordan James again. I mean, how many times have I said oh. this in the podcast? He still needs to come on. Like there's times in the game yesterday where it was, we bought Hannibal off uh, for Kadra, I think it was one of those, and Chong off for Roberts, I think it was, or it might be the other way around. Yeah, that's another point I want to bring up actually. While you're on that fucking note, who the fuck away at second or bottom of the league brings on a centre back at one-one in the 87th minute? Right, I got it. When I heard that he came on, I was like, right, okay, right, right. Clearly, he's doing this for a long throw or something. Nope. He just brought him on to sit back. What are you... Uh, I, I couldn't it shows a negative mentality. It does, yes. It shows that we're, we're happy. It shows he's happy with a point away against second bottom of the league. And that alone is simply why we're not going to push forward as a club. It, 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 sh- it shows it. Bringing on defence, I agree with you, Jamie. In, in the dying moments of a game, it shows we're more than happy with a point. We're going to sit off and we're going to defend this rather than we need a goal. We need the two extra points. Let's go for it, and it shows the difference. And that's that's what happened against Cardiff. We show uh, they brought on attacking-minded subs. Mm-hmm. They showed they wanted it. They were the mm-hmm. ones pressing, and they got their goal. Whereas we we sat off, essentially saying we're happy with a nil-nil here. So yeah, I I, I agree. Just going back to the um, Eustace thing as well. I saw a poll on Twitter, and it said Eustace in or Eustace out. Um, and it was 50-50. So it just mm. shows how split Blues fans are. Massively, on, um, yeah. I was thinking that yesterday when I was... Um, yeah, I was thinking that yesterday when I was at the game, at the end of the game, there was um, a few... Like, immediately there was people booing. And then it sort of faded into more of a clap. And Dean came over first. There was a majority appreciation for him. And then Duke as well, the same same applause. Oh, yeah. Then there was some there was some hand gestures and some booing and some people doing the infamous Jack Kelsall stance now that I've decided to do with his arms out is just like what <laughs> so that's um, yeah the, the that just the arms out like that it's like what was that I don't know if we're all it's rubbish <laughs> yeah. no Jack's more whiny actually <laughs> and every single sentence has to involve the word no I can't, yeah, I can't say that on yeah, podcast yeah, the C word but yeah it was it's I mean that poll is very reflective of how blues are at the moment and how blues fans are as well the divide is enormous like we can't 
agree on many things. And that's why there are so many back and forths on Twitter and Facebook and people don't really know what's going on. And we're not frustrated with each other, or at least I don't think so. I think we're just frustrated with the situation we're in. And that's why we're trying to find anything to make sense. And we're not getting anything back. And there's there's no right or wrong on this. So I think I say Blues fans are a little frustrated with each other. I think because there's no evident right or wrong, like in the Karanka era, Karanka in or out, well, obviously out. With with the yeah. useless thing, because it's so mixed and it's there's no evident right or wrong. It's 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 contradicting opinions, and I think Blues fans are getting a bit on each other's backs. But look, we're we're all in the same boat. We all want the best for the club, don't we? I think the issue is that we're still a little bit battle scarred from Karanka as well, because we did we should have sat Karanka two months before we sat Karanka. Yes, and I think Blues fans were angry about that. Whereas now, obviously, everyone wants to pull the trigger now. But I think one I like, I think we'll be okay. I genuinely don't think we'll go down, and I genuinely think having Kedra back's a game changer a little bit. I think Scott does need to rest. I think Beelit will come back soon. Austin was back yesterday. I'm hoping that results start coming our way and we'll be fine. I'd, I'd be interested to see what Usus can do over the summer, because I think it's just been in terms of our football club itself as well. No one would want to walk into this either at the minute, like we said. The no. We're pending investigation in the EFL. Mental. It's horrible. Uh, we can't even, lads. I'm not being funny. We can't even keep our fucking training ground in one piece. So how the fuck are we gonna keep the club up? Like, let's talk about that. <laughs> so for those that don't know, um, and surprisingly, it wasn't actually as big as news as I thought it would be. I thought it would at least be somewhere near the trending page, as other Blues trends have been before. Uh, but there was a fire at Wastels, which is our training ground for those who aren't Blues fans uh, or just don't know anyway. <laughs> um, at 2.39 in the morning, uh, fire, fire, uh, fire crew have, have uh, I can't talk, have declared it to be a faulty wiring, I think it was, or uh, definitely an electrical fault <laughs> that Jamie's definitely not <laughs> sure about. Um, and it burns the lower floor and a little bit of the upper floor as well. I won't say lower floor, just in case it gets us thinking about the lower tiers. <laughs> um, it's always but, the lower stuff with us, isn't it? But obviously, there's there's um, a lot of speculation around it, and we can't really talk too much about if it's an illegal thing or whether it, whether it's foul play or not or anything. Not? Because because the fire avoid, the fire departments have already declared it to be a an, a fault. But we'll talk about before it was um before it was released as a I don't know, is it like a press release or something when they say things like that? It says like this is the reason for it yeah. being yeah. Um, but we will talk about what we were all thinking before. So, what was everybody's immediate reaction? Because I'm pretty sure we all knew, we all thought the exact same thing when that happened. Yeah. What was your immediate oh, reaction? Jamie, you do it. You're a funnier person. That's nothing to be funny about. <laughs> oh, EFL, well, where's all that fucking paperwork for the owners? Oh, I'm starting the fire. Shit. No, <laughs> it didn't, so did it? Sorry. Oh, <laughs> sorry, fellas. Oh, we're a bit low on money. We got insurance on West Hill. Yeah, fucking burn. We're not oh, saying that's what did happen. That's what we yeah. speculated at the beginning. I'm saying it happened. At Jamie Lawler no, he's not. Don't hey. listen to this idiot. He's not. It's just, if anything, it's just to find how this football club is. We can't even get for a night without the fucking training ground burning. It's so Like. Oh god! First the ground sums fucked. up, please. Now the training ground's fucked. Like, what <laughs> more do we need to do? 
It's like it's like you think. I, I like it. You think blues have hit the lowest a football <laughs> possibly go, and then just something else happens. It's like oh, that it was lower. It's like that uh, thing where someone says, um, it's like that news story. It's um, man thinks he's lost all hope and then loses additional bit of hope he didn't realise he had. Yeah. That's literally <laughs> blues. We're as yeah. low as we think we can go. No, we can still get even lower. So it's just... bloody hell. This pit goes down for miles. This yeah, is... yeah, <laughs> we are honestly. This this club is just ridiculous, isn't it? Like. Someone I wouldn't have any of like two hundred years ago or something, do you reckon, and just kind of put us in the bin. Like, well, they did. The do, they did yeah, say yeah. that, didn't they, about when um, we moved into St Andrews? There was the curse of a when we moved into St Andrews about hundred years ago, uh, which obviously led to Barry Fry having a wee in each corner to try and get rid of the curse every single game before to try and get that. <laughs> but yeah, maybe we are cursed. Who knows? We, we, um, I think it's it any other way. It, it's, it's already ended because it was a hundred. Oh, it was in 1906 that we moved into St Andrews and took up the ground there before we moved out of Munts Street or Munts Lane. I can't remember which one it was called. So in 2006, that would have been then because literally, actually, I, the way I know this is because my first ever game was the 100 year anniversary of St Andrews. So that was obviously the end of the curse then. So yeah, yeah, that's has, how I know that. Defo hasn't. What's going there? <laughs> well, we did win the Carling Cup afterwards. We're, that is true. Yeah, but we weren't playing at St Andrews for that game, so that's why. Yeah. We got to the final at St Andrews. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Who knows? Look, look, look. Maybe yeah. there's been a new curse since then. Yeah, a new yeah. curse. Yeah, it's UK. called yeah, Carson Young. It is. It really is Carson Young. I was we just thinking. We're a joke that. of a club at the minute. I'm sorry, but we're like, from the ground up, it's just falling you know, the way this is going, honestly, I could see, like, this Jeremy Dale guy officially, like, getting the thing for Birmingham City, the 21%, and then they're fucking pen running out of ink and there being no other pens in St. Andrews or something. <laughs> That's the kind of shit that blood. happens to us. <laughs> like, oh, no pens can't sign. Sorry, lads, dear laugh. Oh, great, yeah, Sam. Like, Don't worry, yeah. we bought our own. <laughs> Looking <laughs> around at his fingers. Anything that could go wrong is just going to go wrong. I'm waiting till I get to the summer and read that the Tilton's just actually imploded on itself and just <laughs> fell apart, like... Uh, Wind's fresh asbestos has been found like in the toilets of oh, I don't know like yeah. Somebody doing a, a press release outside the um, yeah. stadium saying that, oh, just took it over the ground. You just hear like this enormous crash behind them. Just, just the whole oh, thing that? just <laughs> and falls out. Right. The whole squad would have been, everyone's out injured for weeks. <laughs> That's the kind of thing that would happen to us as well, though, wouldn't it? Like, we'd be in good form and there's sort of like Chong, Chong's twisted his ankle walking out of his car this morning. Oh, yeah, great. Like, fuck it. Well, that's what happened with the World Cup, wasn't it? <laughs> that is literally just, just what happened to us. Typical blues, typical blues. Let's, uh, let's talk about the Rotherham game then. So uh, I will be in some very interesting seats, as I said at the start of the podcast. Uh, do you want to know what I managed to get? Uh, Imagine if did... we said no. <laughs> no, <laughs> no we you're all right. Talk about the game. Okay, let's Good talk match. about Rotherham. <laughs> no, go on, tell us. So I won these at the awards night last season. Um, so I won like a ma- match day hospitality suite. Um, but it wasn't just like the um, ones that you, I think there's the, there's the Wiseman suites, there's the club captains, no, cl- captains club, sorry, club captains. Uh, and then there's the, oh, here it is, uh, Legends Land and the Jasper Carrot suite. So those are the ones that are, you know, fairly, you know, those are the ones that everybody has. But we won Boardroom Club. So this package just includes like this is just what it says on the website it includes <laughs> it includes a champagne reception upon arrival 
seven course gourmet experience seven private course. dining <laughs> let me go let me finish let me finish private <laughs> dining table with the ballroom club a uh, complimentary bar throughout the day includes a half bottle of champagne maximum per person prime position cup director's box seating post-match man of a match interview exclusive waiter slash waitress and host service throughout the day match day program and team shoot for guests uh pre-match bcfc star of the day interview a cop a cop car park space and an optional extra unlimited verve click thousand pounds whatever that means so that's me on rotherham that is that's going to be someday that is i'm going to be very much enjoying that Look at you. So when 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 we're sitting in the stands and they cave in, you can yeah, watch from you your chumps. box with your champagne. Flicking my peanut shells at you. Looking down <laughs> at us peasants. It was screaming because <laughs> the stands have fallen on top of us. And, and I'll just be like box. smoking a big fat cigar. Yeah, just like, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know what yeah. there's nothing all the fuss is really. I think that this club's great. Oh, this is nice. <laughs> Look Bottle at of you. champagne in my other hand. Look at you. I'll be. <laughs> chips and strips or whatever it's called i can't lie i probably prefer that than a gourmet meal to be honest <laughs> seven who needs seven courses what the to fuck seven courses? <laughs> it is let me just show you for a season in boardroom club it is upwards of three thousand pounds for that who's paying so three def- grand to watch blues bloody hell that is so <laughs> that. wow Three thousand seven hundred and fifty quid a season to go and watch it in the boardroom club. Do you know what I mean? Like it's painful, isn't it? Like the charity. Obviously, we work for a charity partly as well, the rehab, and we get charity tickets off Blues. And half the time, I've left the ground this season feeling fucking robbed of a tenner. So I've had <laughs> three grand for a season. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's that is that's that's heavy. You're not paying for the football. You're paying for the food and the service and all that. Yeah, so you're, you're yeah. If you're in the boardroom club, you don't fucking care about the no. Blues that much, yeah. do you? Yeah. One of my managers had it this season for one of the games and he said like it is class mm. but when it's just at the same time it's just a bit like it's like, nice it as a one-off i imagine well, yeah. Yeah. yeah i bet it's yeah. nice as a one-off just to experience it but being in the stands like proper fan that's the way to go, way to go. proper fan didn't go to wigan yesterday <laughs> oh mate i was uh, nothing i could do I, I was gonna go seriously because um yeah I, yeah i was gonna go like Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah Lie all you want. <laughs> I'm on no uh, trips this week, in all fairness. There was no way I was getting to Wigan and back in time for work. Not a chance. You enjoyed that vlog, you. your middle class vlog this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> enjoy yeah. interviewing Kevin Long or John Ruddy because they're the only people who actually have like, tried to keep in the games lately because they're definitely going to be man of the match. <laughs> I don't know whether we get to choose man of a match or whether the man of a match is given to us and we can talk you to You get to matches. choose last seat. You get to no, choose. I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't know. No, whoever, whoever no way. Man of the match, they interview afterwards. So it's going to be Kevin Long. Yeah, It's yeah, probably yeah. going to be John Ruddy. Kevin Long or John Ruddy. <laughs> imagine, imagine if it's Manny Longello. Zach will be going ballistic. Oh, if man, I'm going to flex in front of him, you know. And it was solely on me to choose man of the match. If it was solely on me to choose man of the match, like, like, he hadn't even gotten on the pitch by going, Manny, Manny he's, good. he's been good on the sidelines. you need to get a picture with Manny if you can and just tag Zach in. <laughs> we follow I need to like... Come on, follow this guy, man. If Longello does play against Rotherham and does get man of a match, I'm just going to like, as soon as I see it come up on the board or whatever, however we do man of a match nowadays, I'm just literally, I'm just going to start running down the steps and just drag Zach with me. It's like, you're coming with me. Come here. I, 
the, the way we speak about him is it being like, I'm obsessed with Manny Longo. You I'm are. Not, you are. I, I you are. A, I do, do think he's a good player. I do you think, think he's, he's super. <laughs> I saw that. I saw your dad say that. The <laughs> they both did it, actually. God's <laughs> sake. All right, I'll, I'll stop saying super. I need a new word. No, again. keep saying it. No, keep right, saying right. it. Super. Keep right, saying I'll, it, I'll keep, say, I'll keep saying super. All right, right. Saying I, don't, I haven't got a catchphrase yet. I need to get one at some point, I think. Well, I'll say super as a catchphrase. So Zach's got superb. Anything. I'll tell you what. Is it yeah. Jamie is... Jamie's not got a catchphrase, but he's got a way of talking about him because whenever he gets angry about something, he gets really close to the screen. Yeah. And, starts and then, and... <laughs> why doesn't anybody fucking cross the ball? <laughs> I think we need to wrap up because, like, it, it, like we haven't it, talked it, anything about Rotherham yet. Let's briefly, mate. I'm so I, I hate I can't, I cannot stand talking about Blues. Let's do like five minutes and then like go on. Then. Get to see Wes Harden again. That's yeah, true. a player we probably anyway, could do with at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of in terms of Rotherham, um, again, it's it's a it's a must not lose. But I, I I'm not a big fan of that saying because I think every game we should just be going out to try and win. Um, do I think we'll win? I'm a bit more optimistic in terms of I don't think we'll win, but I don't think we'll lose. I think we'll get a draw. Um, I'm gonna go one-one. Uh, again, sit, sitting on the fence a bit, and similar to Wigan, but um, nothing about that Wigan performance suggested that we're gonna win a game anytime soon. Um, and neither have the previous performances, to be honest. Um, I- I'm just going to go for a nice and steady 1-1 draw. Jamie? I think we win 1-0. Just a scumbag 1-0 win. Like we need it at the minute. Something... Should I get close to the mic? Sorry. Something, um, something's got to change, and it's got to be. And I I love, like we all do, we like Eustace, but I think if he doesn't win, he's gone. Yeah. We've got to pull ourselves away from this danger. This rut has to end, and I think... A lot of players, not just used to us, players themselves, they know their jobs on the line. Next season's on the line here, like because we will just we're going to become a club that's going to start sacking people off at this rate. Yeah, we well, we are revolving door of Watford. We don't we're current. Yeah, exactly. We're we're currently below Rotherham at the moment. So they're on forty-one, thirty-nine. They're only a point. They're only a place above us. Uh, seven points off the bottom three. Blackpool are on thirty-two. So. A, lo- a loss would put Rotherham further away from us. Obviously, then QPR, Cardiff and Blackpool have still got to make up for what's going on on Saturday as well. So, yeah, we need to win, simple as. And I think we will, to be honest, because after Wigan, I feel we will. And I don't think Rotherham are any- anything good. They did play us off the park earlier in the season, but they look like a changed team from what I know. I haven't watched much of Rotherham this season. Um, but, of course, I don't think they're going to be that good anymore. I feel like they've dropped off. And it's why they're probably down the bottom of the table still with us. So I'm going to go 2 1 Blues. I think we're going to get two goals uh, first, and then they'll get a late one towards the end of the game. So I'm going to go 2 1. That's what I'm going to say. That time we kept clean sheets. That was nice. That's was it. Last... I just can't, I can't see us scoring many, and I can concede, see us conceding at the moment. So that's just why I'm going with 1 1. What was the last clean sheet we kept? Was it West Brom? Yeah. Got to be in mm. it. Yeah, and they were just shit. They were. I think. The, what was the last properly deserved clean sheet we kept? Oh no, West Brom was a million percent deserved clean sheet. Really? Because phenomenal. Oh, against mate, the good we side. Incredible against Maggie's. We were, but at the same time, that West Brom were also awful. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm thinking. You can only. You can only. We played though as well. Yeah, I'm not saying that we played. Bad. No, yeah. of course, but you can only play what's in front of you. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, like. I, 
Yeah, West Brom was brilliant. That was our last clean sheet. Prior to West Brom, I wouldn't know, but certainly we were superb. We were Probably fucking incredible against West Brom. That, that was a good one. Blackpool? That was good. Blackpool. No, we shouldn't have... We should have won I, the game. I, yeah, because we didn't two, win it. I don't think it was allowed. right enough. Oh, are we talk, what you, I, I was talking about last clean sheet. Yeah, we are. I still don't think that's as good as the QPR clean sheet, though. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I thought we would... Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Yeah. In, term, in terms of like the QPR last... QPR was brilliant, yeah. In terms of the best clean sheet this season we've kept. I still think West Brom was the best clean sheet. No, I'll tell you I, which I one's think... the best one actually Millwall at home that was an amazing <laughs> game that was <laughs> what, that, that evening I hated because I got there <laughs> 10 minutes late because of the trains I had to leave 10 minutes early because of the trains and it, it was the shittest game of football I've seen in so long that was such a depressing evening I got back to my flat and just sat on my bed and thought what the fuck was the point of that? <laughs> what a waste of time <laughs> I should be just, up early as well. I'm just oh, going back God. through the uh, results this season as I'm looking. I just realised how depressing it is. We've gone through a really great period. So from when we beat Preston on September 3rd, we then beat West Brom away, drew with Coventry at home, drew with Sheffield United away. Uh, we did lose to Borough, but we probably could, shouldn't have lost that one. Um, we beat Bristol City 3-0 at home, Hull 2-0 away. We drew with Burnley 1-1 at home, only lost 2-1 to Blackburn. Beat QPR at big beat QPR two nil. Uh, then there was that terrible Millwall game. Stoke away, that was a great game. That was Swansea yeah. at home. We got a point out of that. And then Sunderland at home is where it's all started to change, because we could have gone sixth, we lost, and then we suddenly back into the position we are currently now. Yeah. Thanks for watching the Blue Sox podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good later. point to wrap it up, really, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this has been the Blues Focus podcast with me, Tommy Kelsall, Zach and Jamie. You can follow those guys on Twitter and Instagram with their ads at the screen. Uh, Zach on Woods, Zach22. That's weird saying your name backwards, sorry. Um, and then Jamie Lawler1234. Uh, you can also follow us, Blues Focus, on YouTube, uh, which is our tag is at Blues Focus TV, Twitter, Blues Focus and Blues Focus Pod, Insta, Blues, Fo- Blues underscore Focus and Blues Focus Podcast. Fucking hell, I probably need to whittle these down a little bit more. TikTok, Blues underscore Focus, and then at Facebook, we're also Blues Focus. Uh, you can be listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, all through the Sports Social Network. Breathe. And yeah, thank you guys for joining me again. It's been a really good podcast. Thank you guys, and keep right on. Keep right on. Podcast Network. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.